This is episode 95 of IDRA Class Notes. Parents do a lot of literacy work with their kids all the time and model a lot of literacy, regardless of their socioeconomic status, regardless of their education, by merely the when they walk the streets and see, oh, there's a sign, they read the sign and they do something that that sign tells them yes. to. And in math, we have a difficulty with that. We have a difficulty translating that same sort of modeling. You do not have to be this highfalutin math teacher. <laughs> all you have to do is recognize the assets that you bring into this and use that in order to inform your children. Greetings. This is Aurelio Montemayor with IDRA's uh, podcasts. And today, we're going to touch on math and what, matemática y qué. Uh, we recently had a webinar, and you will have access to the link to that, on the topic of math and families. Co-presenting were Hector Bojorquez and Paula Johnson, and we're going to revisit that, but also why the topic is important. Hello, Hector. Hello, Paula. Hello. Hector, why did we decide to do that webinar in that way? Well, very often what we've encountered is that parents, regardless of educational or socioeconomic status, are at a loss as to how to help their children with math. And uh, we saw this as an opportunity for parents to understand math in a different way rather than in, in the very traditional ways of math is adding and subtracting or math is uh, a high-level algebraic concept which I cannot uh, help my students with, my children with. Are you trying to make parents to become math teachers at home? Not at all. There is no way that we could even give parents all the information necessary to become little math teachers, which is exactly the opposite of what needs to happen. This is not an expectation that should even cross the minds of most educators, much less educational advocates as ourselves. Paula, what was your reaction to the parents that participated in that webinar? It was a bilingual Spanish-English webinar. Yes, it was very exciting that they were so engaged from the very beginning, that there was no lag in um, their response to our questions, and that they were eager regardless of... They weren't worried about being right or wrong, which is interesting because children so oftentimes don't want to respond to a question thinking they're going to be wrong, but... What were these activities that got them so engaged? What were the kind of activities we did? Things that they would see in their everyday life. Questions about how long clothing lasts for students or children at various age groups from very young children, babies, to adults. And their responses were extremely methodical, very analytical. Without even realizing it, they were giving scientifically-based answers from a real-world perspective. Hector, what did you do with the responses? Well, if I could back up, I want to just yes. describe it a little bit. In very broad strokes, what we were trying to do is get parents to see their own days, everything they do in terms of math, but not in a way that we had to sit and say, okay, this is this is differential calculus, this is integration, nothing like quite that specific. Rather, But you were helping uncover the calculus in their daily life. Exactly. We were trying to get them to that point. And it sounds more complicated than it is because what we ended up doing was first having them brainstorm all of the normal things that they think are mathematical. Once they discover those things that are mathematical, we noticed that it was all very basic arithmetic. And we took them to that point and they gave us things as grocery shopping. Cost of clothing. Cost of clothing, your budget, uh, various, uh, mm -hmm. what they would consider to be arithmetic-based stuff, adding, subtracting, yes. multiplying. 
And we took from there, and we took it a step further and said, now, think about, for example, how long child's clothing lasts. And that necessarily in and of itself doesn't sound like a mathematical question. And we said, for a two-year-old, for a four-year-old, for a 10-year-old, for a 20-year-old, how long do their clothes last and when you buy them? And yes. please give us an estimate. And there were very sophisticated answers. Well, for a two-year-old, you basically have to buy clothes every three months. Yes. And as time went on, when you're a 20-year-old, they could last years because they stopped growing. And, and they have to pay for the clothes themselves. So, <laughs> they have to, so there were all of these other factors. But the biggest factor that we were talking about had really was what was considered logarithmic growth when you're talking in mathematical terms. And I stopped them at that point. I said, okay, now let me show you an example of the kind of growth you're talking about, but in a scientific uh, context. And we showed them a video of bacteria. And these bacteria were growing just exponentially, yes. very, very quickly. And that was very interesting for them to watch. And I said, now watch this graphical representation of this uh, bacterial growth. And the graph showed a real sharp, sharp spike in growth, then a flattening out, then just completely leveled off. And I think something clicked at that point because they were like, well, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, because when somebody's 20-year-old, then it levels off. It you levels know, off. Goes very often. And at that point, I said, this is the thinking that scientists do on a day-to-day -day basis that you do automatically. And I think it was at that point where they had this realization, oh, so it's not just adding, subtracting math. No. And I said, no, it's all these other things that you do on a daily basis that have very, very deep mathematical uh, structures and ideas behind them. I think, that, I think that people fail to realize how sophisticated, I like the word that you used, sophisticated day-to-day -day living is, but we tend to make it simplistic. Mm -hmm. But all the variables that they were taking into account without even realizing that they were doing it would make a mathematician or a scientist almost batty because there's so much to think about. But for them to just look at it and go, okay, this is life, these are the things that have to happen, I wish that we could transfer that thinking into our students when they go, oh, it's just another variable. Okay, so if I only have you know, this much gas and payday is over here, and where do I need to go? Just if they could take variables into account more easily without being stressed out about it, as their parents did, it'd be phenomenal. And actually that's what uh, ended up happening next, that we said at this point, well, you've recognized this in yourselves now. How does this end up helping your students? Well, obviously, we at that point, I wasn't going to say, okay, now you need to go to your community college and take a calculus <laughs> class. Uh, no, not at all. Instead, as what we said was, you need to start engaging your student, your children, through questions that reflect that kind of thinking. And the best way to do that is to continuously ask questions like that have question stems like how, how long, and why. And to remember that they don't, the student does not have to have an answer. They just have to engage the a problem and think of, think it through rather than give me an answer. And the parent doesn't need to know the answer. The parent yeah. does not need to know the answer because what Paula said about variables was very interesting. The parents were saying, well, there's all sorts of reasons. By the time they're 20 years old, they're earning their own money. They're, uh, the body's not growing the anymore. The body's not growing anymore. It depends on how many times you wash something. How many times yes. you wash something. Uh, no, that's like I think, I think I said, oh, they're earning their own money. Yeah. And they were yes. coming up with all sorts of variables, which is exactly more variables than scientists have to think about when they're doing one single study or one single yes. thing. And they're holding all of these things in their head. Now, if they can push that sort of mathematical thinking into their children, which they don't necessarily think is, well, this isn't math. 
this, but now that they were they were see, they were saw they recognized that it was, they would be more easy to do so. You know, I was part of the the group, and I we were having sound problems, so I called South Texas, where about seventeen or twenty ladies in Spanish were participating, and when I called, I could hear the loud buzz, the talk of all the ladies almost talking at the same time and their excitement over realizing the math that they were already using in their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, a, it's very interesting. If you, we take a look at this uh, problem or this idea in the terms of literacy, parents do a lot of literacy work with their kids all the time and model a lot of literacy with their children, regardless of their socioeconomic status, regardless of their education, by merely the when they walk the streets and see, oh, there's a sign, they read the sign and they do something that that sign tells them yes. to. They go to the store, they read certain things, they are informed by that, and they model this on a daily basis so students understand these very basic literacy notions. And in math, we have a difficulty with that. We have a difficulty translating that same sort of modeling. And I think that's what was the purpose here, is that you do not have to be this... Uh, highfalutin math teacher. <laughs> All you have to do is recognize the assets that you bring into this already mm -hmm. and use that in order to inform your children. You know, not to be Pollyannish about it, and there's several other major steps that are being taken, but just noticing how elated they were and how their self-concept seemed to be just blossoming, knowing that we are like scientists, we're just like scientists. The connecting the natural math within the adult that happens, then somehow making it explicit, then connecting it to a more traditional-looking math is still a challenge. But opening the door that no longer is it a mystery or something I don't know was a very powerful experience, at least for me. Well, and actually, parents then can play a key role in having later on in the students' math careers where it's not mysterious and completely abstract to students because a parent has already modeled that it's not. Right. That it's not this mis completely mysterious thing. Really, that's probably what people think when they're saying, oh, well, you have to have a, a math teacher as a, uh, as a parent in order for them to... Uh, embark on, on, on their children. It's like, no, 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 no. It's just that they under, they may understand these things, par those parents may understand these things, and now they're just passing it on to their children. Anybody can do that. Just to review in terms of the questions of families at home, what kinds of questions should they be, Paula? For sure, ask questions that do not have a yes or no answer. It's too quick for a student to say yes or no and kind of get away with it, whether they're right or mm -hmm. wrong, with no real uh, critical thinking involved. And when they give you their answer, ask them why. Why? Because why is the epitome of what it's all about. Sometimes the answer itself is not the purpose of the yes. question. You want to know how you came to that conclusion. Yes. Where did you get those numbers from? And especially if, it, if they are attempting to help them with their homework and they get an, it's a, a value. Let's yes. say the answer is 10. Always ask them. So what does that mean? Yeah. Because that 10 could represent yes. so many different things, and so they need to understand. How did you get there, right. and what does it mean? Because it's not enough to just get the answer. If they do not know why mm -hmm. they got that answer, to explain the process shows the critical thinking. Shows the critical thinking. And then to, to be able to identify what the answer represents is a higher level thinking yes. skill. That it's not just, oh, I got the right answer. Yes. That's great, but what does it mean? Where, what role did it play in the problem? That's very important. Yeah. 
Hector, you said regardless of education and socioeconomic class, doesn't a person have to have some kind of a background to understand what questions to ask? Not necessarily, actually not at all, because there our daily lives are so complex, and working class people's lives are so complex in having to work their way through very difficult times that they have to uh, basically take all of these variables that other people don't necessarily have to take into account, and it's just them not valuing this as being worthy of something that's a problem, that once they understand that it is not only worthy of something, it's something that they can embark on their children, they can say, impart, impart on their children. This is a fountain of knowledge that we have that we need to really see as an asset. Because you asked them at one point, when you go to a grocery store, what are some things you spend more money on? Right, right. Well, I mean, it's like this. If you don't have to worry about money, you just take things off yes. of the shelves and that's that. But with a limited budget? With a limited budget, you're like constantly having to not just calculate but calculate mm -hmm. the value of something as like, how long is it going to, is, is, am I going to get the, you know, my value from this? If I get this much meat, can I afford the Frosted Flakes the child wants? Mm -hmm. Right. Should I get the soap that's going to last me, you know, that mm -hmm. smells good, but may not last me all that much, yes. or should I get the soap that smells okay, but lasts so, me yeah, several, long. several weeks? Yeah. So, what do you think would be the next steps in working with the community as they become more enlightened about the calculus in their daily life? Actually, I'd take it a step back before I start dealing again with the community. I think one of the major steps has to be with our teachers need to understand that. Our teachers need to understand at all levels, starting from uh, elementary on to high school, that because just because their parents don't understand their own language does not mean that those parents cannot play a vital, vital role mm -hmm. in their children's math education. And I think that's the first step, first thing that So the schools should help parents just be aware of and support the math that's already in their lives. Yes, and that has to happen from the way a teacher speaks to those parents that come in there. Say, you are the asset, you are the most important thing here, the most important person, and what that means. And not try to say, okay, well, here is this math problem, and yes. this is the sort of thing that you need to understand in order for you to help your student. No, 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 no. Okay, Paula? I was just going to say, they can encourage even from the smallest things, like when they're cutting up fruit, have a bowl and ask the students to split them in half, whatever amount it is. And a bowl of grapes, put one in one bowl, one another, and explain the half. Mm -hmm. Cut an apple in half. Break an orange in half. Yes. Those, those fractions, if we could get them to understand the concept of the fraction at an early age, you know, it's, it's amazing what they would be able to do later on. You know, I just want to close saying algebra is not too abstract. All children can learn. And parents, if your child is failing or losing interest, don't give up. Just hang on and support your child for success in mathematics. Thank you both. Thank you. It was a good conversation. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.